Lenten Messiah with Andrew Klein-Smith for MessiahFilm.com Session 5, Good News, God and Humanity as One Welcome to you, my name is Andrew Klein-Smith. Let me read to you from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. It seems to me that Charles Jennings had a clear pattern as he shaped the text for the Messiah. It is a work shaped by what the Apostolic and Nicene creeds teach us about the person of Jesus Christ. This Christological section of the creeds traces firstly his incarnation and birth, then secondly his suffering and death and burial, before speaking thirdly and finally of the glories of his resurrection, ascension, glorification and rule, and his coming again at the end of history to bring into fullness the kingdom of God. This is very much the pattern of Handel's Messiah. Within that framework, we are still with today's text from Matthew in the first part of the Messiah, that first section of the creeds that deals with the incarnation and birth of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Matthew wants us to be clear that the birth of Jesus is not just the arrival of an exemplary human being, the pinnacle even of human existence to that point. Jesus is not the culmination of human development and social evolution. Jesus doesn't come to us from us. He comes to us from God. Jesus cannot be understood except as being God come among us. That is the importance of the virginal conception of Jesus by Mary. Until his midnight dream, in which an angel of the Lord spoke to him, Joseph considered Mary's pregnancy as anyone would, as the unfortunate result of some sexual encounter, either consensual or perhaps even forced. But the angel's message turned Joseph's world upside down. The one conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. God was at work in this conception. It didn't happen by normal human processes. 
Mary was indeed a virgin, even though pregnant. The prophets had anticipated this. The child that she would bear would save the world. He would be called, as the prophet Isaiah anticipated, Emmanuel, God with us. It takes God to save this world. And yet humanity was given responsibility by God for this world at the beginning. We were to fill it, bring it to good order and fullness, make fruitful the whole creation. So as God comes to save the world, what's wonderful is that he doesn't bypass humanity, consigning humanity to the scrap heap in his purposes, saying, I'll get out the way, I'll do it. He doesn't give up on us. He chooses, and he doesn't choose another path. What he does is wonderful. Sending his own son into the world in human flesh and bones. He redeems humanity and the world from within humanity. Jesus is the eternal son of God become truly human. He's not a half-half amalgam, part human, part God. He's not God merely in appearance of humanity. And he's not a symbol of what humanity can achieve if we try. He and he alone is deity within the constraints of humanity. I use the word constraints. It may not be the best word. It's a wonderful thing to be a human being. But Jesus is God who has taken hold of our humanity to redeem it from the inside. The truth is, this truth is right at the heart of the grace that has appeared in Jesus Christ. Without this truth, without the incarnation of the Son of God, we are still in our sins. Joseph heard God's word about Jesus, believed it, and acted on it. He no longer considered Jesus in the womb from a human point of view. Perhaps you've considered Jesus only from a human point of view until now. Do so no longer. You will find in him the one, the only one, who can bring your life and the world to the destiny of glory for which God the Father has made us. Let us pray. Father God, in the incarnation of your Son, your only Son, the one whom you love, you have given him to be the only one who can bring the world to the glorious eternity you have created us for. Who can understand this? That the Son of God, through whom all things came to be, is carried in the womb of a young woman and then nestles at her breast and grows to be a man who will bear in his body the sins of the world. We ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit that we may know and believe and trust the mystery and grace of the Incarnation. Amen. <laughs>